Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, episode four of season one. Is this not real magic? All that and more that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, it's good to talk to you, buddy. How are you, sir? Oh, man. I'm a little hot. sounds naughty. Yeah, I'm very, very snotty and naughty. Hey. Ladies. Um, <laughs> and I like the shout out. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, uh, I like acting, I like trying to act attractive when I'm just clearly like, no one would be near my face right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but luckily, through the magic of, um, I don't know. Audio. You don't have to be near my face, but I can still whisper in your ear. Yay, technology. <laughs> you can whisper in my ear from afar. <laughs> you know you, you know you love it. You act like it's you act like Thank you, Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, we're 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 here to talk about episode four, which I did a quick uh, shorty this morning on. Um so you go first. Shouting. What 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 are you what is your uh, what are your thoughts on episode four? Man, any episode with Wong in it is a good episode. Yeah, it's almost like it gives I, Twitter armor for a whole week. Yeah, it's almost like he's good. He provides the show with Twitter armor. So, so funny. I had a a lot of fun with this episode. I I actually I was up late because I was uh, I was doing work stuff, uh, and two o'clock rolled around, and I was like, you know, I could take a break to watch a new episode. So. I watched a new episode at two o'clock in the morning and just had a, just a great time just guffawing, laughing mm. in my in my room, sounding like an idiot in the middle of the night. Like th- there's no way people like across the street didn't hear me. Like I, I just I had a great time with this episode. It was hilarious. The like the the Donnie Blaze stuff, like the magic. Like fake magic, or I guess illusion versus real magic yeah. versus mystic arts. Like that whole thing was just so great, and like the whole time the the episode is is playing and Wong is doing all of his stuff. I kept going back to that conversation that you and I had about the loose cannon, uh, and right, right. And I was like, I don't know, man. Wong's getting pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and it's probably because it? he's been watching The Sopranos. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe Wong's like been watching like uh, he's finally catching up on television for like these days, and he's like hitting all the antiheroes. You know, for, yeah. he's gonna be Breaking Bad soon. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of a lot of fun. It, it felt like another episode in the uh, in the category of like well rounded. Like they clearly have Absolutely. an idea start to finish for how this episode needs to go and like i'm not mad at it i i like it a lot yeah man I, i'm i'm 100 with you it, it definitely felt like another well-packaged well-written like this show knows what it is kind of episode yep yep and at this point i think they're like the titania of it all i've heard people complaining about titania and how she's not around and all this stuff at this point it's kind of funny because 
Jen is now commenting on that. She's like, who is that? Like, that was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Even though she literally fought her in a few, in her previous episode, like, she's like, why does this woman keep coming up? <laughs> yeah. Like, why does she matter at all? It's just like all of us are kind of thinking at this point, you know, pretty great. Well, it, it's funny. Cause that's like, that's almost the, the running joke of it is that like Titania was, was she's like, you know, in all of the advertising, like such a big part of the advertising for the show. And then like, we've seen her in what one other yeah. than like a picture. We've seen her in one episode. She got to say like a line. Yeah. I think she's been mentioned in every episode, either. And even if it was just on a Chiron or whatever, but like, yeah, you know, she was on a news report, then another Chiron, I think. And this time she's uh, suing uh, Jen. Yep. And she may or may not be the boss who hired the wrecking crew. We don't know. She does have money. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Um, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous that like she was all of she was in all of this advertising. We're four episodes in now, and we still we've still barely seen her at all. Yeah, yeah. It makes me wonder, especially with the idea that we've talked about how they move the the uh, episode order around. I'm like, what? At what point was this? I don't know. It's like it's very strange. It's very strange to think about what was the original episode order. I really can't wait to hear like what what that what happened with that. And was it just yeah. that they moved her origin story up and the rest of these were the original order, you know? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm all shoulders, man. I don't know. <laughs> all shoulders. All shoulders. Um <laughs> well, yeah, I I, I I mentioned it in my instant take, but like my favorite thing about this episode and maybe the entire series is Madison. I just love her. Yep, yep. Madison with two N's, one Y, but it's not where you think. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love that she doesn't dance every time. Like, no matter where she is, no matter what situation mm-hmm. she's in, it's like, one why, but it's not where you think. <laughs> I just, I just like her whole vibe, man. Like it's, it's silly. It's she's like seems real dumb, but at the same time, like I just like her, like her, like zest for life. I really do. <laughs> yeah, she's got that zeal. Yeah, and I love that. Like Wong and her kind of hit it off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the the stinger or like the the tag or whatever they call yep. it. Uh, where <laughs> he's asking like, about she the and- kinds of alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, like, what drinks have you had? <laughs> like, have you had a Manhattan? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've had that. And, like, this, the watching them eat popcorn together and yeah. just chat about what drinks they had when he's like, no, uh, what is blue curacao? And she's like, I, I don't know, it's blue. <laughs> what did he, what did she ask him to go get? Was it fro- frozen yogurt or it something? It was vodka. Oh, do you want to get go? Do you want to go get Froyo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to get go get Froyo? And then he's like, "No, we can we can talk about the Sopranos." And he's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, but no spoilers." <laughs> and then immediately spoils something. Yeah, she immediately spoils again. Yeah, I was watching that with my niece, and my niece, uh, we we tried to watch Stranger Things, and she had just watched season four, and then she watched it with me and Alyssa, and yeah. the entire time she was just like. Oh man, I hate this guy. And we'd be like, we don't know why. Stop saying things like that. You just revealed that that's a bad guy or whatever. You know, we're like, yeah. You would try to like train her on what a spoiler is. We're like, no. Every time you react in a big way to a character, we now know how who that character is. Like, stop that. <laughs> we know the importance of that character yeah. now. And so Madison said that, and I was like, 
Oh, it's a you, Skylar. It's a you. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. And the, what do you think? Here's the real question. What do you think vodka and yak milk taste like? Um, I can't imagine it's good. Cannot imagine <laughs> I mean, it's good. Wong did say never again. <laughs> I do appreciate that Madison's down, though. Like, like I yeah, said, zest for life. She's at least, yeah, she's adventurous enough to be like, I really want to try that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she didn't say, she didn't say that she wanted to try it with the vodka, but she did say, like, I really want to, I want to find out. I yeah, want to try yak yeah, you milk. You yak's milk? Yes, I think from the, St- what was it, a wedding? We had some leftover from the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What wedding? Yeah. Whose wedding? Ooh. Well, I guess I guess it was no, he wasn't at Christine's. Um, but who did? And she wouldn't have had yak milk. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> Unless they like smuggled some in with a, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, in a flask, a flask of yak milk and vodka. Why would you do that? Though? I don't know, man. The only thing worse than yak milk and vodka, and that's warm yak milk and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Like, and disgusting. not even like. Heated, just kind of like lightly warmed from body heat. Yeah, exactly. Like that lukewarm, been in my coat too long feeling. Um, yeah, the the thing about this the, this episode that is weird, and the series, I guess, like we've joked and talked a lot about how like Wong's in everything, and this uh, this season, like Phase Wong, you know, season Phase whatever, same thing. Um, this season of Marvel, Wong's in everything. It, but it was strange, strange about this show, and like see, the experience of this is like we're seeing Wong in his like daily life a lot, which is very strange. Yeah. Just like living life, like just how he you know goes into you know a parole board meeting or whatever. Like he's just doing these very mundane things. But my favorite was he's like going to sit on the couch and like to yep. watch the Sopranos before Madison shows up and he's dancing his way down. Did you notice that? <laughs> I did. I did notice that he was dancing to the intro music for the Sopranos. He's, <laughs> he's getting down. <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of shaking his booty while he like drifts down. I was like, honestly, Good leg strength. I danced a lot this weekend. Yeah. That's not like an easy move. Really good squat form while booty shaking. It's good. It was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a recent, very, very close to the item experience with this. <laughs> close to the item? Who's? What's the item? I, I couldn't. There was not a term that came to my brain in time. I was like, I have a joke, and the words for it aren't coming out, but <laughs> let me just get what I can out. Sometimes you just got to get the concept out there and see what happens. Yes. <laughs> the joke concept is out there now. You can figure out better wording later. <laughs> that only works in podcast joking, I feel like. like yeah. <laughs> it's like, you guys fill that in for me. You know, like make that smoother, funnier. Yeah. Make that smoother t- when you go to tell the joke to your friends. Yeah, exactly. Because you know they're gonna... Oh yeah, that that one's a one for the ages. That's a keeper. <laughs> uh, so Madison, we joke. We were joking about Madison. I think pre pre podcast. I think just on the live stream. Um, yeah. So the, the whole thing with Matt, you know, it's one of those things like we were talking about last week: the speculation versus jokes and all that stuff with the loose cannon episode we talked about. But this is another one where like she apparently made a deal with a demon. Um, yep. A goat demon in another dimension. A talking goat. Named Jake. That she thinks is named Jake. Yeah. But like gave it six drops of her blood. And then she says she browned out. And yep. then, you know, 
uh, like awoke in Wong's room or whatever. So I'm like, did, yeah, there's all kinds of things. I'm like, is she, is she Jake or is she some demon like version? Like, is she an imposter? Totally see that, you know, shows up in the Sorcerer Supreme's house, you know, maybe she's, maybe that's why she's getting close to Wong. Like maybe she's an imposter from the other dimension, but like none of that is probably true. It probably means absolutely nothing. It's probably just a throwaway joke, but it did make me worried about it because like, she made a deal with a demon. Wong needs to help this poor girl. In any yep. other like show, that would be like an important thing she did. But it's so silly in this show that it's like I guess it just doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a, it's a throwaway joke. But we need to dig into it right now. Right, like we know dimensions are real in this world. We right. know hexes are real. We know curses can be real. We know all this stuff is real in this yep. world. And now they're going to tell us this poor girl, Madison, whom I love is cursed by a demon, have made a deal with a demon and gave it her blood. And then we're not going to talk about it. Wong's not even going to be like, I'll help you out with that tomorrow. We'll deal with that. Yeah. We'll deal with that after this episode of the Sopranos. I could have used a line like, Oh, he did a, this spell. Don't worry. We can handle that later. Yeah. Something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the, my question is like, she, she knows or well, she, she talked about this goat, this talking goat, who she thinks is named Jake, but Jake, like, knowing, remembering, rather, remembering from Doctor Strange, the first one, when you're doing a sling ring portal, when you're making a portal, you have to envision the place that you want it to open. Like, you have to, you have to see it in your mind's eye. You have to know where you're going. So. Yeah. This goat that opened the portal for her is obviously familiar with at least that room in Camartage, if not Wong himself or right. the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, no, even if it's not a like a demon, that demon still knew how to return her to the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, that is strange, right? Yeah, that's that bears looking into. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, it is the Sorcerer Supreme, so maybe a lot of people know exactly where he is at all times because of the power, but like... I don't know. It does. It just left me with lots of questions. And again, I'm having that like, how much am I supposed to care about this? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I know, I know the answer is very little, but at the same time, like, that's what we do here is we talk about all this fun. Like, it's fun to speculate about. Like, I and yep. you know, but it's kind of weird. I just feel like a, I feel like a huge nerd. It makes me feel like a huge nerd. <laughs> yeah. Madison is obviously uh, a very important character that is going to have uh, her like her deal with that goat. Uh, is going to have repercussions for years to come, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's why um, they're <laughs> they're going to announce the Madison show. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Somebody somebody posted that on uh on Twitter. The Disney Plus announcement we're all waiting for, and it's just the Madison show. And it's <laughs> the tagline says the one why, but it's not where you think. <laughs> so good. So funny. Oh, somebody made a really good pun in uh, in the Twitch chat. You had said that she was returned to the Sorcerer Supreme, and that's strange. And they said, no, it's Wong, because it's not Doctor Strange. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I get it now. I get it now. Um, so it's such a delay in the Twitch chat that I'm like, uh, I don't know the joke. I don't know what you're referencing. And it yeah. sucks, because like, I know that some of those jokes sometimes are wonderful, and I'm always like, I don't get it. Um, (laughs) 
I've said so many other words since you typed that. <laughs> exactly. But Chris Strong does have a good point here. He says, wouldn't that mean that Donnie Blaze knows about some weird dimension with goat demons? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or um, maybe what they have to envision doesn't have to be um, exact, or maybe it brings them to a place like that. You know what I mean? Because I was thinking about that in the in the first Doctor Strange, where he like sends them just to an ice area, he, and I don't know that he knew exactly where he was sending them. He might have just been like, send them to Antarctica, and like envisioned what he thought Antarctica looked like, and that just takes them there or whatever. You know. You know. Thinking on it in uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home, mm-hmm. uh, when Ned had the the sling ring, yeah, take he me was Peter just like, I just wish we could see Peter, and then. Like because he was waving his hands and thinking about Peter, it opened a portal to a Peter Parker. Yes. So they're not being consistent with the rules of sling rings, and it's aggravating <laughs> me. Well, what's inconsistent about that exactly? It like the sling ring or the portal can go to the wrong Peter Parker. Because, yeah. like, in his mind, in Ned's mind, he knows what Peter Parker looks like sure, at the time. Sure, sure, Before the memory wipe. Right. But it depends he on knew. what he's thinking of. You know, when you say think of something, like, what do you think of when you think of a friend? Do you think of the person's face, or do you think of who they are? Like, who they're, what their character is, you know? Like, and if the I person think of their is, face. Yeah, well, just some people are more visual than others. I'm just saying. Like, I could definitely see, like, thinking... uh of a person, like think of that person, and you're thinking of who they are in your life, or who they are as a person, or who they are, like the cr- the traits of that person, what they've done for me. Well, that seems the services they've rendered. <laughs> that, that seems needlessly transactional. <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> well, so the A story here. I mean, I guess the A story was the Wong stuff, really. I feel like Jen... Yeah, it's the Wong of it all. Yeah, Jen wasn't... Like, she was involved, obviously. She was, like, sort of the, the stuff that held this episode together. But, like, I felt kind of like Jen didn't have a lot of agency in the A story. Her stuff was mostly the B story, which was the her dating thing, right? Yeah. It was the, mostly, the like... The whole She-Hulk dating profile. Yeah, it was mostly, like, a Wong and Madison story with, like... She Hulk in the background trying to get on, go on dates and like they like just tagging her in when they need her, you know. It felt like She Hulk was kind of just a vehicle for the for the Madison Wong show. Yeah, 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 totally. To to go its course and then like classic spinoff fashion, the Madison spinoff is coming. I'm saying <laughs> it's it's coming. And then like uh, when when the A and B plot needed to come together because. She was She-Hulk, and then Wong was like, crap, I need something. I need a tank, somebody to to get the attention of all of these things while I fix the portal. He called on her. Tied that A and B plot together, right? Yeah, yeah, And then she dropped back in on the guy. Yeah. (laughs) With a little demon claw stuck in her hair. (laughs) Too sexy, too sexy. Yeah, man. I mean, I, shit, I, I'd be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't turn it down, as they say. Indeed, indeed. When he was like, "You got, you got a little something like right there." Yeah, I was like, "It's fine. It's all okay with it." She was covered in in demon goop, like demon viscera. Yeah, like it not it yeah. didn't seem like gross. The state you would want your partner to fall onto you in, but it's still the beautiful She Hulk. So, yeah, yeah. 
And then she picked him up. Like, that dude was ripped. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, bloop. Now, so obviously they're still setting up the idea of like her value as She-Hulk versus her value as Jen. And yeah. I think it's very interesting. And, and the, the fact that they're even having a dating storyline. I mean, what other Marvel show has had the time to take and be like, we're going to spend an entire B story on just like a date. <laughs> Not like I'm going on a date with someone to find out more information or I'm going on a date with someone to like break into an embassy. It's a date for the sake of dating. Yeah, exactly. Like that is the plot line for Jen. She is like looking for love and trying to figure out how to date a She-Hulk, you know? Well, she's, she wants to date as not She-Hulk. She's kind of grappling with this idea of like, I have value as normal Jen. Like I know yeah, I do, but, but no then one else sees it when she gets like immediately like 15 matches because she took some pictures of She-Hulk and like, not going to lie. They like, she doesn't look bad as She-Hulk. Right. So like when she immediately gets like 15 matches as She-Hulk and she's like, mm, that's really, uh, it's really disappointing for Jen. Yeah. I love that line. Oh my gosh. Just, this is, uh, oh gosh, what's the word? She uses a good word there. She does use a good word. Uh, this is demoralizing for Jen. That's what she says. Yeah. Oh, but she says it with a smile, which was, I, I noted this in my uh, instant reaction, but it almost, it was the first time we've heard She-Hulk reference Jen as a third party, like use the word Jen in the third person. Yeah. It's as if she's sort of embracing this identity of, of, of She-Hulk in this moment because she sees the success, but like at the same time, she feels demoralized, but she... To make it more of a joke and to put distance, she says that in the third, uh, third party voice or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I got COVID brain, man. I can't. Th- third tense. What's the freaking thing when you say third person? Thank you. Third person. Thank That's you for the, the help. <laughs> I, I have. Uh, I have the term third party like in my daily vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. Because of all the computer work, the systems engineering that I do for my job. So right. like when you said third party, I just immediately took it as third person. Like oh, did yeah. not even Same, miss yeah. a, anything. Miss I just beat. knew I was wrong. Like it's the only thing that popped in my head, but I knew I was wrong. I was like third per- party. No, no, it's not that. Okay. Um, well, let's see. We got a few people wrote it in the chat. Uh, the OG hiccup um, says, could the wedding Wong's talking about be Blonsky and his seven soulmates? Have they done that yet? I mean, not on screen. And would they have Yak's Milk there? Where is the property that his seven soulmates have purchased mm. for him to reside in? I think they say in California, I believe. Did they? I thought they said, but I could totally see this culty commune having uh, Yak's Milk, right? I could see a culty commune having having yak's milk, yeah. and I could see Wong Wong bringing yak's milk there. Like, oh yeah, even catering it because, like, you know, you're in all this trouble because of me, Emil. Let me help you. Yeah, like I want to apologize by, you know, by catering. <laughs> yeah, I still like. I do not like this is to go back to episode three, but I do not buy their story at all about how. He pulled him out to like fight with him to learn, like to learn to be the Sorcerer Supreme. I don't buy it. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't to learn to be the Sorcerer Supreme. It was trained. It was training. to prove his worth because he had Still. to fight a worthy opponent. Right. Still, that seems like not real to me. I don't know. How is it not real? 
Like I feel like Are you he's familiar fought- with the concept of kumite? <laughs> I am not. I am. Well, we'll, we'll explain. But it just seems like he knows so many worthy <laughs> opponents, is, is my point. Like, why would he go to all the trouble of breaking this guy out to do the thing? But go ahead. What is Kumite exactly? So, Kumite, uh, my experience with Kumite is from uh, the years that I spent doing uh, Gyokushin. And that's a form of karate. And Kumite was usually, like, it, it's, it's usually a bigger deal, but we would do Kumite at the end of our sessions where... It was basically just a spar, like a sparring match between okay. you and someone else. Um, sure. And one of the things that's like a, a prove your worth sort of thing in uh, in Oyama, which is the one I was the school I was in, basically, uh, is a, it's called a hundred man kumite, where you basically fight progressively one hundred black belts for you know the allotted amount of time per each or until you i think knock them down but like they just rotate in and you just keep going right and that's that's one of those things to prove that you you have the stamina you know to be you know counted as worthy among the the elites of the school or whatever elites of the the style sure so a kumite is just basically a sparring match to show to spectators that you have you've got what it takes sure i get that that that's 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 cool but it doesn't explain why he needed to break someone out of prison to do it or need to be the abomination i feel like he has lots of friends who would have probably given him that chance could have been like all the avengers that he met i feel like someone would have come over and done that for him if he needed them to yeah it seems ridiculous that he would have like broken someone out of prison uh without without really any uh any sort of like you know, sign this agreement or like, hey, can I borrow him for yeah, a moment? It does. It seems ridiculous. And then also, it seems ridiculous that he's like in this underground fighting club to do it. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. To me, there still has to be something more to it. Like he was trying to, he was using that to get in on, you know, something there at the whatever. Like, at the, I feel like breaking breaking in to find out about what's going on with the Ten Rings or something sounds more realistic to me, which is always what I've thought it was. It just seems weird that he's just there for the purposes of Komite. They didn't have anything to do with the Ten Rings, though. Well, I mean, it was his daughter. Right, it was his daughter, but had nothing to do with the Ten Rings. She does now. I mean, sure, but I, you could still see, like, if he knew something was going on with, like, they, they're ser- like the Ten Rings are back out in society searching for their children, and I'm going to go, like, spy on them or something to try to figure out how I can track down the, the you know, uh, what's, what's the, the real Mandarin's actual name in the... In the uh, Wenwu. Wenwu, that's it. Um, track down Wenwu or something, you know, like, something, I'm not saying it had to be the Ten Rings, it could have been, you know, I mean, just the fact that, like, they're having this, these, these, um underground wrestling matches and they've got super powered people and all those cells fighting each other seems like a thing Mm -hmm. that a hero not necessarily wong because it doesn't seem that interdimensional unless they're using interdimensional stuff to like get fighters or something like that it's it just seems like that would be the kind of thing a hero would be looking into possibly it just seems weird that he just did it for komate seems like a lot of steps to do komate but also like when he was done with it, like when when they were done with the match, they just opened the portal and left. Like there yeah, was absolutely there was no sticking around. There was no like let me investigate further. Let me start rubbing some elbows. Sure, but we don't know what he did after that. So like there could have been 
like he's slingering in there. He's like, yes, I would like to come fight in your uh, facility. I'll bring an amazing fighter. I'll bring the well-known abomination. And they're like, what? You can do that? Come on in. And they, he did it. He, and then he's like, and then he sling rings them out of there. Then he sling rings back to be like, I'm here to collect my winnings or whatever. And then like, could have been. you know, I'm just saying that there, there's, there could be more. I, I'm here. To, I'm here to collect my winnings. The 10 rings are blowing everything up. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but could I get my money first? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, it just, see, it just, it still feels like a very thin reasoning. And it still makes me wonder if there's more to that story that we might get because it's, they've brought it up twice now. It doesn't seem like a, it doesn't seem close to me, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, uh, could be that we're just overthinking it in, Classic MCU cast fashion. Sure, um, sure. I don't know. I'm okay with it in the in the way that they have packaged it up. It could. Ooh, if Wong is lying mm-hmm. to us, if he if he just made up Kumite, like he's if he was just like, uh, here's this concept that nobody's going to know about. Hmm. Hmm. Wong's getting darker. <laughs> Still just more dark Wong theories. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wong is becoming Mephisto. Yeah, Wong Fisto. Wong Fisto. <laughs> That's what he says when he punches you. <laughs> so how about the uh, the name Donnie Blaze being very so oh so close to Johnny. Yeah. To one Ghost Rider. Yeah, and remind me, I asked this to no one because I was here by myself this morning talking about the show. But um, Johnny Blaze in in the movie, he was like a stunt driver, right? Yeah, he was a stunt bike rider guy in a in a circus. Is that the case in comics as well? Yeah, that's what it was in comics. Okay, so my 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 thinking on the instant take, I was th- I was talking about this exact thing, and I was talking about the idea that like those are both kind of like. I'm trying to not be offensive to bike riders or magicians, but like they're both like entertainment industry professionals that are sort of like on the, on a similar tier. I feel like, does that make sense? Like they're not like big superstar actors or musicians, but they're like, they do, they do gigs. You know what I mean? Like that's like the, yeah. like the, the rider, like it just, they're all about the gig life. Yeah. 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 They're both, I mean like as am I no, no offense meant, but like that's they're entertainers. Yeah. They're entertainers. And that, that's what I'm like. Yeah. That seems like you could totally see two brothers going in opposite directions. <laughs> you got a Donnie and a Johnny. Yeah. Dude, people do that all the time. Come on. <laughs> people do that stuff. Maybe poor kids. Like I would hate Donnie blaze being Ghost Rider because I just kind of like hate him as a person. Oh yeah, because he's he's just like he's oh, yeah. he'd be, being all willy nilly. He'd be terrible. His... Although if it is like a brother thing or cousin thing, like it totally he, the fact that he knows the mystic arts totally leaves like open a way that like Johnny Blaze could get a connection to a demon. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. Like, oh sorry. If if Donnie ended up being like, oh, I just changed my name from Johnny to Donnie. Uh, as a pseudonym like that's my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> and and the guy that he's working with because i like i'm really suspect of the guy that's that was sitting like behind the desk the hype man with mm-hmm. his picture on the wall he had those like very the 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 chops on his face yeah. like his facial hair was sculpted in such a way to make him look very sinister 
uh, and and demonic even. I don't know if I, I don't know if I saw that. I thought it was just really funny. I, th- I loved him so much. I loved him so so no, much. He's suspicious. There's something going on with that guy. I I just assumed he was like um, Donnie Blaze's like mentor or something because he's older and he could mentor slash partner or something like that. And uh, yeah, it was, I lo- I loved. Huh. I loved how like when Donnie Blaze made the sum uh, the summons disappear or whatever. He's like, "You've been served," and he's like, "Have I?" Oh yeah. And then, and then <laughs> what season does this? <laughs> yeah, it's a- yeah, it's, it's hanging out of your shirt. No, it's not. <laughs> he but just reaches over, shoves it in. <laughs> my favorite part was how often that guy said like things like, "That's amazing!" Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Like he was such a great hype guy for mission, even though he's clearly in on all the tricks. Like, because after that, he says. He goes, poof, have I been served, whatever? And he goes, poof. And then uh, then the guy goes, whoa, amazing. And then they're like, it's in your shirt. And the guy's like, just shoving it in for him. Like, just he's helping him. No, it's not. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. I, I don't know what I've, I've seen him in other stuff, and I'm, I'm not placing him, though. Leon Lamar? I've, this yeah. is uh, is that actor's name? Okay, I'm gonna look him up because I definitely have seen him in something that is like sticking in my brain really big. Uh, he was in an episode of She-Hulk: Attorney at Law. Oh, good. Thank you. That's, that's probably what you knew. That's him probably from. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a quick scan, I'm not seeing this anything that's like jumping out to me. Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe not. But it, I just I feel I felt like I recognized him. But uh, he he cracked me up, man. He's been old man in everything. <laughs> he just plays old man. That's pretty great. Jessica Mai over here in the Twitch chat says, uh, did it seem weird that the judge slash court were so dismissive of Wong and his magic concerns? Like, they know about Doctor Strange and his association with the Avengers. Mm. And to add to that, like, they also know about Wong, or uh, like he introduces himself in a previous episode, and people are like, "Oh yeah, big fan," or something like that. You know, um, where was that? Somebody he introduced himself to somebody, and said they said they were a big fan. Mm. Where was that? No. Oh, it was in Shang Chi. I just watched Shang Chi like last night. That's why my head's a little confused. Okay. He comes. He he jumps into the restaurant at the end. Shang-Chi. He's like, Shang-Chi. And then he runs over to the table and he's like, hello, I'm Wong. And they're like, I know a big fan. Because <laughs> um, they 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 also know of Wong as an Avenger and stuff. Uh, I'm assuming that's how they know him. Unless... Who was it that said, I know a big fan? I can't remember, honestly. It was either, uh, it was either Shang-Chi and Katie or his two friends. Which, I did not realize that his two friends, you know, they as the two friends that are like picking on them about not having any uh, enough going on in their life. Yeah. <laughs> that don't believe them. direction. End. Yeah. When they're talking about how they save the world, they're like, all right, we get it. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're making fun of us for saying you haven't made enough of yourselves. Um, right. <laughs> so good. Um, but, uh, while he's doing that whole exchange, uh, <sighs> it's the girl from everything everywhere all at once. The girl yeah, plays the daughter. the daughter. And then I knew I recognized her. And then of course, Michelle Yeoh plays his aunt. In the, in yep. the movie, so they were they were both huge parts of everything ever all at once. Not to spoil anything about the roles, but they're both. The, the, I've said it on this podcast many times, but everything ever all at once, my favorite movie right now. It is so freaking good, but they're both amazing in that. So seeing her after 
seeing her so much and everything at once, I was like, oh, it's her. <laughs> I love it. It was, it was, uh, fun to remember that. I guess just now, because like that realization of like ah, I have seen her. Like, I spent the whole movie yeah watching everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, and like going, I know her face. Where have I seen that face? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I did not. I was like, because she was such a small part in Shang Chi that it, like yeah. just kind of brushed it aside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, oh, to, to answer Jess's question, um, yeah, like. It's weird. It's right? weird. It is weird. And I feel like it's in the wrong they're in the wrong court. Like I feel this this should be like a damage control question. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. some sort of like it seems like they're setting up two legal systems right now. Or like damage control is still getting on its feet and stuff, it seems like. I would say it's more of like a law and order kind of thing. Like superhuman law, you know, mm-hmm. in the superhuman legal system, there are two components. Right, no, 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 exactly. Damage control does enforcement. Superhuman law. <laughs> Yeah, we need that court for superhumans. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. Um, but uh, we really do, at this point, I feel like, need a court for superhumans, not just the regular court system, because it doesn't, like, I mean, the court can't make decisions based on their ma- your magic powers, but, like, we're in a world where we know these magic powers are real, <laughs> you know? So, it's right. like, yeah, somebody needs to make decisions based on your magic, your magic powers, uh, but also, we know where all this leads. And that's going to end up leading to like some sort of superpower registration and mm-hmm. you know, mutant registration. All that stuff, I think, is definitely on the way. Yeah, the Superhuman Registration Act mm-hmm. uh, being so big from uh, from Civil War in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you think about that; those concepts that we're talking about, how like the law, the the legal system seems inadequate for what's going on here, like in this particular case, and. So, like, that's a great point Jess is making. Like, it really does. So, we need a separate legal system. So, that, and then you think about the inhibitors that uh, was created uh, by Bruce Banner, which at this point is very specific to the gamma creatures, I guess. But um, Maybe. we don't really know. Like, I feel like he might be able to make additions or changes. I mean, the, the only one we know about was the one for him, which was specific to him. But, like. Right. Well, there was also yeah. uh, the, the chip. God, this is a pull right here. The chip that kept Doc Ock's arms from, or that was supposed to keep his arms from taking over and like keeping him in charge was called an inhibitor chip. Yep, that's true. That's true. Um, so my point is like, you think about like the X-Men movies had those inhibitor collars and stuff. And now mm-hmm. they're, they're making Blonsky wear an inhibitor. Like it just seems like we might be heading down a road where we're heading toward like a legal system that's a little more, uh, catering to this kind of problem but that can lead to some pretty bad things if we're not careful yeah it's a slippery slope slippery as hell man (laughs) chris strong says uh the one date she went on as she hulk the guy was asking about her skin being pierced and then called her a specimen uh after last week the wrecking crew trying to get her blood yeah that's very suspect that guy was sussy as hell yeah for sure well that wasn't the only date that she went on as she hulk though yeah she went on the one with the doctor as well well there was the doctor there was that guy uh there was (laughs) there was the guy that was like uh a director that was like oh yeah i just my movie just debuted at sundance it's it's about a lawyer his specialization is constitutional law yeah it was, it was and then funny. there was the first guy that she went on a date with. It was like, 
can I ask you a personal question? How much can you deadlift? And she's like, I don't know, a literal ton? And he's like, huh, I just did 600 and I'm not even a superhero. And like, 600 is pretty, pretty respectable deadlift. Like, mm-hmm. it's real solid. Um, but like, you're comparing yourself to a Hulk, bruh. Yeah. Like, I mean, nah. he's one third a Hulk. It's pretty, pretty impressive. And I, mm. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think just another solid episode. Lots of funny stuff and uh, lots of things that we'll over speculate about from now on. Oh, yeah. Well, this yeah. is the thing is like a lot of times when we're doing things on this show to talk about speculations, we'll, we'll remember some like random line from another thing and it's like, well, we know we we know that Wong. This is something I was talking about um, on my instant take. One of the things that I'm a little confused by is like how they use they use Wong's lack of knowledge about the real world as jokes all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think this was him making a joke when she said you have to do things by the book, and he says the book of Ashanti. Yeah, that's that's supposed to be a joke on Wong. The fact that Wong is so in in the world of magic that he doesn't even know your terms in your world, you know? But right. now we know he watches The Sopranos. Like, we know that he has, like, re- he watches regular TV and does regular people things, and for that matter, hangs out with Madison. He was listening to Beyonce in the first Doctor Strange movie. That's right, yeah. So, like, how does he not know the phrase by the book? Again, these are nitty-nitty nitpicks ab- about a, like, thing that I nitty really had fun nitpicks. with. Although, you know, thinking on it, if he did have access to the Book of Ashanti, his problems would have been solved. In what way? Who is he trying to defeat? I guess the well, Donnie? The, the, the legal system or whatever. Or Donnie. I don't know. Like, the Book of Ashanti gives the sorcerer that, that is using it exactly what they need to right. solve the problem that they're, uh, that they're trying to solve. So, like, it would have been just, like, done. Sure. That's true. That's true. It seems a little, uh, a little bit like the nuclear approach. Though. Yeah, it does. Like we can't just pull the book of Ashanti out for every single problem. Sometimes you just gotta wash your freaking laundry. <laughs> That's what they had to put in such a crazy guarded place. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, in between it, realms, hard to get to. Um, it's a, it's a little difficult <laughs> to get to, but you know, you gotta earn it. Have you seen? Yeah, you've seen. You've seen Serenity. Um, that's a line from Serenity that I always, it always, it sticks out in my head because the Nathan Fillion's wonderful delivery, but he's going to like, he's like, <laughs> someone tells him, there's one more way you can send the signal. You got to go, there's another transmitter on this level, da 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 It's a little mm-hmm. hard to get to, but da 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 And then he like goes there and it's just like below him are like just, it's like a classic sci-fi trope. He's like in the bowels of a star base trying to get to yep. something and there's just like crazy a chomping. Pit. Yeah, like a pit for no reason. And he's like having yep. to like, you know, climb across on jungle gym bars. And he's just like, yeah. before he does it, he looks down and he's like, hard to get to. And for some reason, that's that fair. that that's delivery fair. has like st- stuck in my head forever. Well, I mean, that is one of your favorite movies of all time. It is. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, for for the ever, I would say it was my favorite. And there's a few contenders now that have uh, since knocked yeah. it off, knocked it wobbly. Not necessarily that it's been knocked off, but it's wobbly. Everything ever all at once is extraordinary. I love though that we get to uh, like we were talking. Okay, so. You use a line 
from a movie when we're talking about a movie that has Chiwetel Ejiofor in it as Mordo. Mm, yes. We go to a different movie, because you quoted that one, yeah. where Chiwetel Ejiofor has a sword again <laughs> and is being a villain. Welcome to the Chiwetel Ejiofor Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, <laughs> the CECU, yeah, CECU podcast, yeah, CECU cast mm-hmm. <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Definitely, you got to simplify it and just say his full name every time. It's so easy to pronounce. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's there's talk in the uh, the in the Twitch chat right now uh, about the Book of Vashanti. Wanda did destroy the Book of Ashanti and the uh, and the Darkhold. So maybe that's why he's not using the Book of Ashanti. Why would he still mention the Book of Ashanti if it was destroyed? They absolutely, for plot reasons, had to destroy the Book of Ashanti at the end of that movie. You know, like <laughs> this is. It wasn't at the end though. It was like right, right, right. Whenever end of the what second I just act? mean, you can't let it exist and continue to have stories. Yeah, uh, it's like what they did in a. With the light speed jump in The Last Jedi. <laughs> you can't let that exist and continue to have space battles. <laughs> you know, when the one ship killed all the Empire ships. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very bad choice. Uh, l- my fa- One of my favorite Star Wars movies. I really like that movie. But a uh, really bad choice for, like, the future of your canon to say, oh, yeah, <laughs> just turn one rebel, like, skiff around and, like... Destroy an entire fleet. <laughs> Just use it to shotgun the whole fleet. Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm sure there's some headcanon you can figure out for it, but I don't know Star Wars well enough. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, guys, uh, we love you very much. We were, we were getting together tonight. We were planning to do a Disney Plus uh, episode and then a She-Hulk episode. But I, as as the time as the time of starting recording this, there were no Marvel announcements. So we'll go ahead and mention um, as of today, uh, this is the eighth we're recording this. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder is on Disney Plus, which is exciting. We Hell get to yeah. watch it closer. And the making of Thor: yeah. Love and Thunder, the assembled episode, which I'm going to watch the hell out of. Yeah, and there have been some cool Star Wars stuff. Uh, have you watched any of the Star Wars stuff yet? I haven't watched the Star Wars stuff, but I see I saw that there was a. Um, uh, a making of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. As yeah, well. yeah. The making of Obi Wan came out, and there also came out a uh, like a nine minute featurette about Andor. Ooh, uh, it has seems to have people excited. Um, so, what show is Andor featured in up up till now? I know it's in. Um, He's been in. He was in Rogue One. Cassian Andor oh, was the was that guy. You're gonna. I feel really embarrassed. Yeah? I thought Andor was the planet. Oof. That's Alderaan. Okay. They're on Alderaan? Or Endor. In the, they've been on both planets in the trailers or something? N- no. Um, no, Andor is his last name. No, no, I get that. last name. But Alderaan was, and Endor. Alder, Alderaan is the planet that was destroyed by oh, the Death Star. Oh, you're saying they sound like Andor. No, no, no. I just have been right. seeing this show called Andor coming, and I legitimately did not remember Cassian Andor's name, and so I and it was about these like group of rebels, and so I thought it was going to be about a planet called Andor, and that was ah. like one of the rebel bases. But it also has that guy from, uh, 
what's the what mm, i'm so bad at star wars man but but this is why i'm not on the star wars podcast very often um but uh the what's the what's what's the the guy with the breathing apparatus played by forrest whitaker oh uh saw Gerrera. Saw i was Gerrera. like do you mean freaking darth vader <laughs> i didn't I, th- I think i told this story on the podcast already but in case i didn't it's the best. I was watching it with I was watching Star Wars with my mom and we watched <laughs> we watched all of the uh almost the entirety of cuz we'd been watching Obi-Wan. And so we went back and watched almost the entirety of the original of the uh prequels. Mm-hmm. We got to the end of the prequels and <laughs> my mom has been talking for weeks about how much she loves Star Wars. We're watching it. She literally went and like whatever year it came out, like 79 or whatever, she went in theaters like seven times to see Star Wars, like A New Hope. Like she'd been to see Star Wars so many times in theaters. My dad loved it. And so he like made her go over and over and over. She talked about how much she loved it, loved all the characters, all this stuff. And then we're watching, we're, we're watching this thing. And like, we get to the very end of it, of the episode three. And she goes, wait, Anakin is Darth Vader. Oh, <laughs> she somehow had missed it completely. Like they said his name in the original trilogy. Yeah, I know that. And I <laughs> and like I, I I mean I've known Anakin as Darth Vader since <laughs> the beginning, since before. Like you know when since I saw before the prequel. Yeah, like I saw episode one, thinking, oh, this is Darth Vader as a kid. Let's do this thing. I want to learn about Darth Vader as a kid. And uh, my mom apparently has watched. She's seen them all before too. That's the thing. She's seen them all before in theaters. And now she's rewatching all the prequels and going, wait a second, I just figured something out. <laughs> Oof. So I, I just highlight that to say I'm not the worst at Star Wars. Yeah, you're <laughs> just related to the worst in Star Wars. <laughs> it's in my blood. I come by it honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're getting better. It's it's a generational thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning up that generational trauma where I like can yeah, finally yeah. enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> Jessica said, You're from the South. Did you hit her with a bless your heart? <laughs> you should should have. Have. I should have, Jess. Oh, man. I was reminded by, by Chris Strong. He thinks all of the Marvel stuff is being held until D23, which the D23 Expo is coming this weekend. Like it's happening this weekend. So that's when we're likely going to hear a lot of the Marvel announcements and whatnot that we're not getting on disney plus day okay gotcha yeah i was just i I thought we'd get something like a new trailer and we may still we're we're like the day is almost up but you know sometimes around this time they'll drop something i'm checking it one last time while we're talking but i guess i guess we will not i didn't see anything we will not be recording that episode tonight i guess that's fine yeah it's fine so anyway we'll be back with you guys very soon and uh peace Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.